We wear the mask that grins and lies. It hides our cheeks and shades our eyes. This debt we pay to human guile, but turn and bleeding hearts we smile, and mouth with married subtleties. Why should the world be overwise in counting all our tears and sighs? Nay, let them only see us while we wear the mask. We smile, but, O oh great Christ, our cries to thee from tortured souls arise. We sing, but, O oh the clay is vile beneath our feet and long the mile. But let the world dream otherwise. We wear the mask. That was a piece by the amazing Paul Lawrence Dunbar, written in 1895. This is your girl, Ro. And this is Crystal from I Go. <laughs> and thank you for tuning in to 15 with Ro. And I Go with Crystal. We hope you guys enjoy. So on this episode of 15 with Ro and I go, I just want to say, it's like our titles are just bars. And I just love it. It's made for each other. It was made for each other. We didn't plan that, by the way. Nope. Not oh. <laughs> but so one of the main things we're going to focus on with this podcast is the new Netflix um, adaptation called American Son, starring Carrie Washington, Stephen Pasquale, Jeremy Jordan, and Eugene Lee. This film depicts the story of an African-American boy whose parents... Okay, first disclaimer. If you have not seen this film, you probably should log out of this podcast because we're gonna... Spoilers. It's it's on Netflix. It's like an hour long. Yeah. You can take an hour out your day to watch yeah. it. Yeah. It just came out this year. I think it just came out, I want to say, last month or... I want to say a couple days ago. Yeah, like a couple days ago. <laughs> but I know we at least watched it in like the beginning of this month. Right. Wow, November's long. Sorry. <laughs> but basically with this film, you have a depiction of an African-American family or an African-American mother and a white American father who have a son together. And their son ends up being the victim of police brutality. He goes out with a couple of friends who are also African-American. And there ends up being a shooting. We don't find out until the end of the film that their son was killed. So... The film takes place in one room. There's only four actors in this film. Only four actors in the whole film. The whole film. It's based on the play, you guys. So it's not too far out there to think, oh, well, it's based in the room. But for a film adaptation, it's kind of weird. But it's interesting. It's an interesting take on the on the play. Yeah, you kind of expect them not to do too many transitions and room switches and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have in the background of the film that there's like a storm going on like lightning thunder rain it's crazy weather but throughout the the premise of the film you really see where Carrie Washington's character whose name is Kendra Kendra Connor she's in the room in a police precinct having a conversation with officer Paul who gives her the runaround the entire time she's asking questions as far as well where is my son and how can I find him and this was the last time I saw him and mm-hmm. but he's honestly he's a white officer he's not trying to help her he's not trying to hear anything she has to say yeah he's basically like a rookie officer like he doesn't really he's not he hasn't been on the force that long to know like the rules like he's fresh out of a training video basically pretty much 
Yeah. And the so the following scene after they because they were going back and forth and she was really just trying to get answers. She was honestly a concerned parent trying to figure out, okay, it's two o'clock in the morning, it's three o'clock in the morning, where's my son? I feel like something's happened. He's not answering my calls. Yeah, at this point her the son has been gone for about a day, a day and a half. Mm-hmm. Almost two days. And the mother's concerned. Right, she's really concerned. And the officer is like, well, we don't have enough um, proof that he's even missing. He hasn't been gone long enough. Which is a lie, guys. If you have, if, if there's a missing person, you tell the police immediately. They can look immediately. Do not let them say to you that, eh, they haven't been missing that long. No, if you have suspicion that your child or the person that you love is missing, call it in immediately. Right, and the whole time he's saying, oh, well, he's probably just out um, doing regular kid stuff, shenanigans, getting into trouble. And she's like, well, I understand that, but my son is a sweetheart. He still sleeps with stuffed animals. He still makes sure he wants... He, he's an honest kid at heart. He's her baby boy, and she sees that. So she's trying to figure out, okay, well, where is my baby boy? I need you to bring him home. Mm-hmm. And because she's this African-American woman, he doesn't take too kindly to her questioning his authority or asking he's... questions regarding her um son um. so with this the next thing that we have is that her husband well her ex-husband comes in he's a white man and when he first comes in the officer thinks he's like his higher up yes and he is so like he's like oh well this girl in there she's she's really ghetto she's been yelling at me the whole time and then a little plot twist comes in where wait, wait, before we even get to that, wait. he's dishing out information oh, yeah, to this giving, man. He's giving um, the, uh, the man information. The, the same information he could have given to Kendra, he decides he's going to give to her husband, Scott. He's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. You know, I'm just like a routine guy. I don't really know what's going on. I'm waiting for my other high right. to come. But I think something happened. They said there was like the, guy, the little boy. It was a traffic stop. Over. It was a traffic stop. But all of this information he was giving to scott who he thinks is his higher up and doesn't know is the victim's father and scott turns around and he's like where's my son right he, stands, was, he takes his stand next to carrie washington it was a good plot it, it was really good because i'm gonna tell you officer paul's jaw dropped <laughs> it was just like a uh, you're what if it was a if it was a soap opera it would have cut the commercial <laughs> we'd heard the dramatic music it would all cut the commercial <laughs> you'd have just heard because he's just like wait you're what like i said where's my son so there was that big plot twist. But I think what blew my mind is the way he described Carrie Washington's character as being ghetto, being loud, being disrespectful. And what she really was doing was just being a concerned mother. Like any concerned mother would be that your child has been gone for like two days, basically, at this mm-hmm. point. Two days, and you're you're antsy to know what this, this cop is here. You're at the um, precinct. So it was like, what? You're at the precinct. It's 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. It's 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. It's, it's a storm. I've been here for hours. There's no one in the precinct. There's nobody in this precinct but them. Yes, we said it was four characters in the play. Yes. But at but the beginning, also... you assume somebody else is going to come in. No. Nope. Um, yeah, so just... Right, I think this is crazy. <laughs> I also want to uh, think we should highlight their... Um, Kendra and Scott's dynamic being an interracial they are couple. A well, they're no longer couples. Relationship. Yes, they're divorced now, but divorced or separated? I think they're divorced. Wow. They may be separated, but I think they're divorced. It makes sense. Uh, the reason they're they're divorced is because 
Scott ended up cheating on cheating on Kendra with a white woman. And the thing I don't understand is that Kendra and Scott's personalities are so different. They're so different. Like they even had a fight about what to name Jamal. Jamal the um the son. The son's name is Jamal. Right. Um the Scott, he wanted to name him Seamus. And we're like an Irish Seamus? name that an Irish name that he just it felt like he claimed Irish out of the blue. Because mm-hmm. he has this country twang to his voice. He does, he does. It's a country twang in there. And it's just like, yeah. But I, he figures Seamus is a successful name. My boy can get a, a job if his name is Seamus. Guys, do you know Seamus? Tell me. You don't? Okay. I think so. Okay, I don't. I don't. It made me think of Metroid, Samus. But that's different. That's different. But she goes with Jamal because it has like sentimental value and like meaning to her being either her father's name or her brother's name. One of those two. Either way, sentimental value, Jamal is what, <laughs> is what, it's, what it came to be. Right. But it's like, he has this, like, honestly, I don't understand how they ended up together because he has no true respect for African Americans. Like, the way he's speaking, he's talking to her like, oh, well, um, I saved you from that life. Um, my son doesn't have the same life you have. For real, for real, he has my life being that he's half white, I don't understand why he has to wear his hair like this. It's a criminalization of black people already in and his And he's home. justifying it. And it's crazy because it's not like... He's a regular, regular kid off the street. This is your son. And this is your son and you're married to a black woman. This seems... When when they're arguing throughout the movie, it doesn't seem like this is a new conversation. This seems like a forced marriage. Somebody told her, since you gotta marry this man and y'all gonna have a kid together. But even that, it's like, you've been with this woman. You've been with her long enough to have a child with her. The child's yes. about 18. Yes, he's 18 at this point. He just turned 18. So you had this conversation over and over and over again. And it's somehow not penetrating your thoughts. Yes. That, hey. Right. You know, maybe I should have some type of respect or at least a filter. A filter. But no. Not even hey, a filter. Respect. Learn. So, <laughs> because the whole time he's just saying... Oh, well, yeah, my son, for real, for real, I don't see why you would even have him hanging out with those hooligans. And she said, because they're black, because they're not his white friends. Because if they were his white friends, you're saying this wouldn't have happened. He's like, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I'm just like, what? And then you hear about Jamal and Jamal, like, going to concerts and everything. And I don't know if you guys ever went to concerts, but it's rowdy. It's not, like, just like a, oh, kumbaya, let's see Green Day. Green Day, a Green Day concert, a Black Bells concert, it's hype. The hype is real. It's out there. There's mosh pits and everything. It's just as much danger if he wanted want, went to go see Drake or Meat Mill or anybody else. Right. But here's my thing. He's like the fact that he came for every area of African American culture from the way he was dressing. The way why he does was his dressing. why do his clothes have to look like that? Mm. His hair. Why does his hair have, what are those things? Braids or something? Why do they have to look like that? Well well, bro, you married a black woman whose hair is natural. In this film, her hair is natural. How you got something to say about y'all kids' hair being in braids? He ain't never see Shea Moisture. No can too, no nothing. Nothing. It's just, it's just, it boggles my mind. It I, boggles and, my mind. And I could not believe it. He really justified it. And then when he was talking about the, um, so the son had a bumper sticker. Uh, he had a bumper sticker that said F the police. And I get it. But he was like, he took a literal offense to that. He said, oh, I'm the police. Which is like, Scott works as an FBI He's agent, an FBI guys. agent. When, Which, okay, but when, okay. But when... <laughs> me, personally, when someone says, F the police, it doesn't mean F the FBI. 
the FBI don't even after military after like no that isn't, that's not a thought in your mind you think about the police the people because you, who are causing injustices yes to black people yes. to black bodies and while the FBI is probably doing that we're not they're not as out there with it we're talking about the ones who are gunning down innocent black people and then justifying it and who are planning drugs the- who are planning guns and weapons on the and you work for the FBI. You know this happened. You're That's the what inside I don't man. I'm like, how do you not? How do you have no information on this? You work for the FBI. I don't see. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. If I was him, when I walked in and Officer Paul started dishing out information, I would have rolled that bus till the wheels fell off. Yes. I done looked him for as much information as I could have gotten. What do you know? To before tell I me. said, where is my son? I'd have gotten as much information. But that's the thing. He's so bigoted in his mind. Mm -hmm. He didn't even think of the bigger picture. Yes. (laughs) So it wasn't even like the where's my son. It was like the I'm going to let you know his father is in his life. I'm the man of the household. I'm Go sit down somewhere. Because you're not helping. You're not the man of the household. (laughs) Yes. But the thing is, he didn't help. He got there and he made the situation worse this man had a heart murmur and he's out here arguing with everybody he's getting hyped up he almost had a heart attack on the set and i'm just like come on bro not the actor just not the actor <laughs> but the, the the character i'm just like come on bro not the time for that carrie washington well kendra is her character's name she over here having anxiety attacks because all of y'all are stressing her out he get ready to get arrested there was no hospitality in any of this if in any of this film every time a cop or came onto the scene. It was just not okay. <laughs> exactly. Then we have this idea of when okay so, okay, so Carrie Washington's character, Kendra, she's like when the um what is he, the lieutenant, Lieutenant John, he comes in, he's an African American man. And you're like, Oh, okay. This A brother. Is gonna help. He gonna be down for the cause. He gonna fix this. He gonna help. Please no. help. I was hoping he was a lawyer when he came in. He walked in, he had this lawyerness to him. Mm-hmm. He was not. I was lied to. I felt cheated. But <laughs> I kind of felt cheated. Yeah, it was it was a cheat. It was a cheat because he's like, calm down, everyone. And he, he he tried to arrest um Scott because mm-hmm. he was arguing with the um the rookie officer. Um, yes, Paul. Yeah. yeah, he was arguing with Paul and um Lieutenant. He comes in and he's like, oh well, you need to calm down. You need to get this together. And it's like, why are you okay? Well, Scott I'm... has been going off going off for the past couple minutes, but it's. But what got me was he came in, Lieutenant John came in on a level of, I'm ready you to have something to prove. Right. This is not you actually want to be helpful. He was there like he had something to prove. Like, yes, I'm a black man, but I'm an educated black man. And yes, I work in law enforcement. And yes, I'm down for the cause. But no, I have a job to do. Which I get that. I am not denying any of that. But he didn't come there and do his job. He came there and made the situation worse. He came yes. there and basically antagonized the victim's family. Yes. And brought no information. Brought no information, knowing that he had information. And then he tried to son Kendra. Talking about something, well, I'm not going to be talked to like that. I'm not your husband, so you're not going to. And if yeah. you say one more thing out of line, I'm walking out of here. Why the did whole, you come, sir? The whole, Why are you here? The whole debate was that between um, himself and Kendra was that Kendra grew up in a nicer neighborhood. So Kendra had more opportunities than him, obviously. But... That's not of any fault of Kendra. And just because she married a white man, um, the police officer basically thought that, oh, well, she doesn't get it. Like, she's just right. like, like but with she's her, And the... she saw the same thing, but being flipped. Because even though she was 
she grew up with more um being more fortunate than other african americans she still saw a lot of trauma mm-hmm. in her life but she's saying to him okay well just because you she's assuming he grew up with richard and he like no i i grew up seeing the same things you did but i made something myself he hit her with that that typical i came up out of the struggle so if I can do it, that means it's all opportunities for all black people. That means if I can do it, anybody can do it. And Which it's y'all for Charlottesville. It's circumstantial. It's circumstantial. Society picks who they want of the African-American community. They pick whoever is profitable. If you're one of the lucky ones, that's good on you. Yes. And if you are not. But don't think that has anything to do with your actual success and intelligence. That's also um, getting to the fact that both of those people, Kendra and the police officer, are light-skinned. Light-skinned. And also, get this. She's an educated woman, guys. She has a PhD in psychology. She's a doctor. My sister's a doctor. I'm sorry. We should have been putting respect on her name. Dr. Dr. Connor. <laughs> Dr. Connor. Dr. Connor. And I'm just like, so she's this educated woman, and she was understanding. And I think that was another thing that intimidated her husband. Because he was saying, stop always trying to um, Psych- psychoanalyze everything. And she, but I'm You saying, married like, a psych major. You married a psychologist. <laughs> Why would you not expect her to psychoanalyze everything? Not to mention, this is a situation where you would have to analyze it. Because you're trying to figure out, okay, why are these officers... Are they lying? What are they lying about? Clearly, they're lying she about kept, something. She was the most level-headed person. Oh, she was. Oh, she, she was. was. The worst, she, was the, she was the best level-headed person in the room. Everyone else was throwing caution to the wind with their emotions. Mm-hmm. And she was just trying to get the straight facts. And what she did not get, the straight facts. Emotion mm-hmm. eventually won out on this situation, and they didn't get any facts until Kendrick yeah. was yelled at. We found a tape that had right. The but recurring. before we get to the tape, yes, the bathroom water fountain situation with the officer. When, officer, when she had asked, "Okay, well, if you're not going to help, can I at least get a glass of water?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, there's a water fountain back there. When you go back there, it's." He said, "This building is really historic. It has like a." And he paused. He said, yeah, there are water fountains back there. And there's two of them because... And she said, because there's one for whites and one for coloreds. And he was like... Why yeah. would that ever be something you show off? Why is that not torn down? And why is that the first thing that came to his mind? Why didn't he just say, yes, there's a water fountain at the end this of the This is a very historic building. Um, so-and-so worked here. I don't care how historic the building is. Why would you tell me that? I just want some water. I want to get my son and I want to go home. That's not helping me right now, sir. And he's just like... Good on the writer's part, though. Right, good on the writer's part. But I'm just like, for him, he could have just been like, oh, yes, go down the hall, make a left, make a right, it should be at the end of the hallway. But no. As a black woman, why would you ever tell me that this was a... Why isn't that not destroyed? I want to know about what's up with this darkness in this room. It's also... It's a dark film. Right. But that, uh, right, because it's adding to the darkness of the water fountain. So he sends her down a dark hallway, and I'm like... The only thing that was in light was the white, um, the white um, fountain, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the black fountain was cast in darkness. Exactly. And then you have, um, it was something you was getting ready to say about the water fountain. You said, why would you ever tell, why would y'all still have them? Yeah, um, certain things like that kind of makes me feel as though you still side with segregation, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, your views on segregation is still, let's not intermingle with the right, because it would be one thing if it was an African American um, commissioner or a deputy commissioner of that precinct, mm-hmm. or like a African American, like a um, lieutenant of that precinct. But you can feel it in your bones that it's not right. 
And the, if the African American, like the higher up said, well, keep it for historical, that would be one thing. Because that would be African Americans showing, okay, this is where we came from. We will not let y'all forget. He even said there was a plaque there, but there was no plaque. <laughs> there was a plaque. There was not a plaque. There was no plaque saying, this is to commemorate. We, we had this because we will not forget the history that was here. We will not erase. There will be no history erasure. There wasn't any of that. There was just like a colored sign. Hey, look at this. Exactly. And they were... It's disgusting. It really was. That whole movie really kind of worked all of my nerves. Yeah. It tap danced on all of my nerves. Um, can we talk about the video thing? Oh, we sure can. Okay, so, um, Scott, he got video, he got, um, sent to his phone, he had got, um, a videotape of what had happened with Jamal. Like, it's not exactly what had happened, but it's like a, um, little snippet, a, a recording that was taken on his cell phone. He got sent to it by his cousin. Um, and, or brother, and, um, Kendra and Scott look at the tape and they're at that moment freaking out. We all heard of tapes in in this day and age. We heard of tapes being surfaced and mm-hmm. we hear gunshots. And we could hear the gunshots. Like we they let us hear the film. Like even though we could not see it, they let us hear it a good three times. Mm-hmm. And we hear about something running away, somebody saying, Stop or get down. And that's it. And then it just cuts out. Mm-hmm. So they bring this to um the deputy police officer, the um, rookie, and he's like, "Oh, I haven't heard of this." How'd you get that? Were you right? But you would think he like I'm not gonna fault him here. Out of all the things he's he's been really ignorant about, I don't think I can fault him here because he is a rick, rookie. I don't. And think he they wasn't really know. on his phone the whole time, and he was kind of in the room with them the whole time. Yes, he was so, in the room the whole time. He's not at fault at this moment in time. Who is at fault? He's just is, a little naive and clueless. I just wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. Yes. But who did know of this was the lieutenant. He came in and he said something to Kendra saying, um, he said something like, at first he was like, there is no tape. Right. And then, and I'm like, okay, then, but we just all heard the tape three times. And then two minutes later, he was like, well, I didn't hear that on the tape before. What you mean? Be- what do you mean before? Right. If Not before they played no it tape. in front of him. He just said there wasn't a tape. So now you're lying. I think Kendra knew this. Or maybe she didn't hear it. But I know I heard it. She probably knew this because she psychoanalyzes everything. Mm-hmm. But to her, she's probably like, yo, this is not getting me an answer. Where is my son? Now it's like, Tell me this now, is my now son you, in this video. Now you have to really get to the facts of who's in the country. Yes. What's going on. Right. And because her thing is like, okay, who's in Is this Jamal? Is this who? Who is this in this video? And remember, the basis around the whole movie. Jamal has been dead the whole time. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm again, I'm not going to say the rookie police officer known about this the whole time. He's I think really he knew. Right, and even if he did know, it wouldn't be in his position to say that. But the lieutenant, at the end of the movie, when he delivers the lines that, oh, um, the story of what happened is um, the three kids got pulled over. One of the kids confronted the police officer. They pulled him over. Um, the police officer is white. I mean, black, by the way. He's black. They pulled him mm-hmm. over. Um, which doesn't add to the narrative of the story in either substance, but it's still, because it's still, anyway. Right. I, no, I know what you mean. It's not like, oh, African-American police officers shouldn't or don't commit these crimes. It's that, like, as far as brutality, it was just a, for the lieutenant, that was him trying to prove a point. Like, no, this wasn't racially motivated and because I don't of African-American. Believe I don't believe it at all. I don't believe it at all. 
Because so, anyway. why it take y'all so long? Why do we have to? If go it was a black person, hour? if it was a black person that did this crime, we would have known about it faster. And even still, why did it take y'all an hour to to, to tell us this? And so we sat through all this. So even if it was a black person that pulled the trigger, which one of his bosses said, "Hey, it's three white, it's three black boys driving in this van or driving in this car at suspicious hours? Go stop them." Yes. Okay. So who called this in? So um, a black officer stopped them. Um, they got stuff routine, like just like um, should we license and registration? I'm guessing the cop went back to go check the um, the um, the information to check mm-hmm. if it's right. One of the black boys come up. Um, the friends they come up to the police officer's um, um, car. The police, I guess, get scared and pulls the gun. One of the gu- Wait, one of the I can't kids- understand why the boy did that. That wasn't making sense. We didn't get to see that much. Like why the boy even got like once he went back to the car, why the boy got out of the car and approached the police car. I've never seen that happen. I don't think any of that would happen. Even they don't even, they don't sound right. The, even the most aggressive black person, if they are aggressive. We staying in the car. I don't get it. We don't I've never seen anybody get out of a car and confront the police. Uh, no. Not in this day. No. Not in my skin. Not in my black skin. <laughs> so, he, one of the friends apparently go up to the police officer. The police officer gets scared. He pulls a gun. Uh, one of the other friends, because it's three in the car, mm-hmm. runs. Jamal is Because scared. they also find out that one of them, I'm not sure if she said this already, has a warrant out. The one that gets out and confronts the police officers. I don't think he's the one who had the warrant. It must have been the one who ran away. That might have been it. So, one of the people, one of the kids run away. Jamal is the one who's scared, so he at first has his hands places places them where they can when the police officer can see him mm-hmm. on the um like the hood of the car. The hood of the car, but apparently in his nervousness he slips and he falls. Right, and as he falls, that's when the friend gets up and runs. The, the friend third gets friend. up and runs. The cop shoots three times. One of the bullets ricochet off of the bumper of the car and hits Jamal, killing him instantly. This doesn't sound right. At all. <laughs> Why do we have to get through an hour and a half? Why do we have to get through three and a half hours? Why do we have to get through seven hours of y'all arguing with this woman and with her ex-husband and telling her how she needs to calm down and how it's not that serious? How her black education is not important or is valid. not important. Her what she's speaking, the black thought that she is push, pushing out really to Really trying to make this seem like she's crazy. And it's just all of that for us to find out in the closing of this movie. Five minutes left in the movie. Three minutes left in the movie and two <laughs> minutes of credits. Yes, five minutes. And now we find out he reads the police report. He's dead. The movie ends. And, the lieutenant, and let's let's also talk about the lieutenant. Who already had a everyone who comes in has a problem with Kendra. They do. It was just Kendra. The the first the police officer, then her ex husband, then lieutenant. She even said her and her son got into an argument over something stupid. And um, he comes in, he tells them all this, and he just leaves. He's like, "I'm sorry," and he leaves. There's no, "I'm sorry." You just told me that my son is dead. After all of this time of talking talking to me like I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh. And it made me sad because, like, you hear Carrie Washington and she lets out, like, this brutal scream. And Scott, he, like, can't breathe. That's right. scaring me. That's scaring me because he has a heart murmur. He has a heart murmur. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to need you to breathe. 
Please, please. Carrie Washington, y'all are giving her anxiety an attack. Right. And I get it. She is valid in doing so. But I think it was just the way, once it was revealed, once the truth came out, everybody else's attitude finally matched Kendra's. Mm-hmm. The vibe that she had the whole time, the sadness, the depression, the anger, the frustration she had the whole time, it finally came to him reading the report for all of them to match that vibe. And she was and now the father is angry and now the father's crying and then you have the police officer Paul who's kind of like a, a kid of, right he's a kid he's a little scared and trying to figure out what's going on you had the lieutenant kind of looking like he's feeling bad because he kind of just told this woman off and talked to her like she was stupid to find out her son is dead right and then you have to make it seem like you have to sound as sympathetic or empathetic as possible and. It's just, it was just really crazy. Overall, I think, like, for me, the film was, it was good. Okay. If this was Rotten Tomatoes. It would get. A C minus. C minus? A C minus. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm i sorry, y'all. I, I rate things kind of harsh like my dad. It probably would get a Explain. C minus. Explain. Maybe a C plus. Explain. Maybe a C plus. Okay. First off, I definitely. So I think this whole podcast just explained why it might get a C plus. <laughs> but no, I think at, mo- at best it might get a C plus. I'm really in- teetering in the C minus range though. But I think it was because, look, so the acting was fine. Acting was phenomenal. Yes, Carrie Washington did her thing as she always does. Her supporting characters definitely did their thing as well. I think what got me was. Okay the build-up it just took so long to answer the question where is my son it took so long and i'm just like okay we're still watching this movie i was ready to cut the movie off after yes she tried to cut the movie i, I, I tried we, to cut first it. first we tried to we was almost about to cheat and see what happened in the right movie. we were we, we were, were very anxious to know because it was just taking so long for the for the um resolution for the conflict resolution to actually come out mm-hmm. but then you have the um the way the characters were the way they were treating Kendra the way and I'm like okay I get that it's building up for the story but all of that all the arguing we honestly heard every part of every argument in this film yes. I've never sat through a movie where you hear the entire part of every argument sometimes things just fade out this yeah. didn't happen this did not happen we were in the room the whole time it look it was done for and us mm-hmm. in this room I'm the fifth person I'm the fifth person an hour and a half of this film and I'm like okay honestly as a play it would have made sense I yes. it probably would have I probably would rate it higher as a play watching it mm-hmm. but being a Netflix film this could have been a short series or an episode um with me I think I would rate it a solid B B B a solid B you nice I know. <laughs> okay, so it's, as we talked about, the characterization is good. Setting design is great. Um, music, great. What's I don't music? remember the music. Probably music. background music. Thunder, lightning. Thunder, lightning. Perfect. Which we never understood. Got to hear why she flinched and looked out the window every time. Oh. Like it was like a dramatic pause with every time the lightning flashed. I'm sorry, guys. Was this not planned? Like, was this real lightning going on? There was also a moment in the movie where Carrie, Carrie Washington, um, Kendra, she also talks about how, real quick, she also talks about how 
scared she is as a black woman raising her child. Mm. Um, biracial or not. Um, right. She said that she... Because it's the, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter how mixed you think you are. The black is there. So for her, her mm-hmm. thing was, I understand my son is half white, but the black side is the side that everyone's going to judge him by. Yes, and she said she laid... You can tell she's a very anxious woman. Mm-hmm. Her nerves are at back. Oh, yes. She'd, um, she said she would lie awake at night just thinking about it, like, what would happen if he was out? Is he out? Is he safe? Is he safe? And the one time... The one time she gets in an argument with him and she can't control him... Then he goes out. Because at this point, he's 18. Yeah. And not control him in, like, a bad way, but just, like, watch over him. Influence him. Right. And the one time she can't, he goes out in the world and dies. And... Crazy. But, yeah. Yeah. And she was, like, she said, like, she would sit up and she would sometimes just watch him or she would come in and, like, stroke his face or anything. Which reminded me of my mom. My mom used to do the same... Okay. Scary oh, stuff. That's cute. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a black it's parent cute. thing. It's a cute. It's cute from the from the parent point of view. From the press. From the child point of view, it's like, oh, my mom's in here. Why is she in here? Did she hear me playing my new toy with DS? Right. Going What's going on? <laughs> Play like you sleep. That would be me. <laughs> me and my brothers. Play like you sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Like I I love the characters. Um, Scott. Um, I forgot his actor. The um. Do you have it? Steven Pasquale? Yes. Um, Steven. Steven did really good. Loved yeah. him. Loved him. Yes, he played that part a little too well. Like, you can actually see them actually being together, and you're like, hmm. I could not, but yes. Well, no, but yeah. Like, they'll be the couple that you have that's, like, arguing all the time, and you're like, here comes Kendra and Scott, and they're like. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> what you guys arguing about now? But y'all don't match each other. We don't, we Look, most of the friend group don't know why y'all together, but y'all are the it couple. Yeah. Okay. So, I liked all of that. The story, however, I don't like how at the end we find out it's a black cop. Not that I want to... Not that I want to... It just seemed too perfect. Paint white cops it, as monsters. It seemed too perfect. Somebody planned this. Yes. Like, somebody was really trying to say, oh, it's not just white cops. Which we already know that. That was right. A, that's like, it. you didn't have to, I didn't that's have to wait we, through a whole movie to tell me that. Right. Because the thing is, Black Lives Matter movement does not target white cops. It targets any police who brutalize African American people or people of color. You did not have to tell me that some black cops. Yes. We heard cops so many instances we where it was an African American officer. We know that. If anything, y'all would put that in our face. The first, the first change I got. Did it happen? Did it happen? Oh, but he was a cop of color, so. Right, but I'm just like, okay, this was trying to prove the lieutenant's point. Yes, and that bothered me because, not that I wanted it to be like a white cop, I, or wanted justice. Honestly, I just wanted Jamal to come home. I really did. I was really hoping. And honestly, I thought the film was going to go in a different direction. I thought they were going to say they were holding the boy. And, um, like, holding the young man in custody and custody for something. Either they were going to, like, like give him um, a frame him for charge. something or to hold him to get back at the dad it's a, and try to force the father or the mother's hand on something. It's our law and order brains that's, that's what working it is. together. It, yeah, it's my law and order um, every other black uh, historical sad film all of it's working together. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't, I don't expect happy endings, guys. No. Believe me, we, I'm English I, I was going to say English majors. We've stopped expecting happy endings. I don't expect happy endings. But at this moment, I just really wanted Jamal to come back to his mom. I was really hoping. For his sake and for her sake. 
Forget the rest of them characters. Kendra didn't need to suffer this much. But it's, Kendra did not need but to. But it's didn't. also like a play on real life about how this happens to African-American families. Mm-hmm. This happens to African-American mothers, fathers, cousins. This happens in their families and it's a tragedy and it's something that they can't fix. There's no happy ending for them. It's just something that they have to move on from. And that's what you kind of get at the end of the movie when it just pans out and there's no revolution. Like, we don't get to see anything more of Kendra or Scott except for their sad or sullen faces. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the movie. And, yeah, it's just... I, I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. And I think that also plays in the significance of, like, why we didn't see... Um, like, why we didn't... We didn't actually get a chance to see this this film. Like, the video of their son being we don't even, murdered. We, we don't, don't even know see what Jamal Right, we don't know like. what Jamal looks like. We, we just, don't know what the friends look like. paint a picture. Right, and that's what I think it was, he to must paint look, a picture. He must look black enough to get be able to pull over, but not black enough to be, I guess. I'm going to say, I honestly think that the reason they didn't show us what he looked like is they were telling us, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. This is another Mike Brown. This is another Eric Garner. This is another Sandra Bland. This is another Michelle Shirley. Like, these are all these people who have been victims of police brutality and lost their lives because of it. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, we don't need to show you who this boy is. Just fill in the blank. So I think it was definitely a significant film. And I'm, I am happy I watched it. C minus or not, I'm happy I watched it because of its symbolism. Yes. I think their symbolism, their message, definitely I'll give their message an A. Execution, maybe not. But the message itself? Message C. Whoa! All right, y'all, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to 15 with Ro collaborating with Crystal from Marco. It's been a pleasure, and we hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, bless up, peace.